Welcome back to Castles and Cryptids, where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck. And the intros are interesting as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we try. No, they're not. But they're varied. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you would like, I have a fun fact that I kind of learned the other day just, just reading, just as I, I like to do. You know me. Okay. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of a fun fact that's appropriate to our podcast. It's the proper name for goose pimples. Goose pimples, <laughs> goose flesh. Some yeah. people might know it by different names. On and that's why we drink. They took to calling it, like they joked that there was like a goose bump camera or something one time. So then they would just be like, goose cam all the time. <laughs> and it just, it's running joke um i guess the proper term for the goose flesh is horripilation <laughs> that's horrible that's like horrifying yes <laughs> it's great i like it but that's like the yeah. worst word i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <laughs> kind of appropriate it's like you're you're horrified and you're rippling <laughs> so put it all together Ugh, yeah words that make sense no that's so creepy <laughs> i don't like that all <sighs> right well i could have opened with true crime news and that's not as fun no <laughs> well but well, i hope um, everyone's having a good week mm-hmm. is i know it's episode 34 yeah what what could tell you the date in the real world if you give me a second <laughs> it'll be oh it's november 5th it's no no that's not true this will post on the 12th no the 5th is killer couple. the one that comes out two days <laughs> <laughs> the one we haven't edited yet by my <laughs> error Derek fix that in post there is no Derek. Yeah. okay no it's <laughs> november 12th yeah and that means, you know, Day of the Dead is over and all that stuff, but it doesn't mean we're not going to carry on our our spooky vibes. That's yeah. just us. All year long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, have, I have some spooky. <laughs> Do you? Did you have anything spooky this week or anything that happened to you? No. <sighs> no. Too bad. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Yeah, I'm not being haunted. <laughs> me neither but did i ever tell you that when i was editing what probably turns out to be the exorcism episode this episode is possessed okay I heard something so weird that i like <laughs> isolated it and went and bothered my daughter and was like i think this might be a ghost it's not me and it's not kelsey <laughs> What was it? I don't know. It, it's like when you listen on like Ghost Hunters or something, and it's just like, yeah. mom, mom. It's not a real word or anything. And then you're oh. like, oh, maybe they're saying, I don't know, muffin. <laughs> <laughs> like they just make up whatever they want. Yeah. But I was like, it didn't, it was weird because I was like talking kind of when it happened. That's why it was also hard to hear. But anyway. Hmm. Honestly, Rain was like, it was probably me. 
in my room across because she's across the hall. Probably. And our house is very not soundproof. The opposite of soundproof. <laughs> What's that one called? Um, yeah, it sound carries. The acoustics are are just great. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like. But anyway, other than that, we're good. It's been yeah. a good time. We haven't recorded in like a week, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. I, I told you I had a surprise for you. It's, oh, so, yeah. Um, I, I did three cryptids because I'm crazy like that, um, but I'll, I'll give you a heads up. My last cryptid, you know how we yes. were talking about your stickers that your family sent you and how we mm-hmm. couldn't figure out what the black one was? Oh, yes. I figured out what it was. Oh, because he's like <laughs> a weird sort of pegasus yeah. with horns creature. Yeah. So I'm going to cover him. He's my third Ooh. one. But Sorry. I didn't want to bury the lead there, so I just was like, yeah, we'll yeah. tell them what they're talking about. But I'm, I'm, I'm about. positive I figured out what it was. Cool. Yeah. He's very cute because these stickers that were purchased for us were very adorable cryptid stickers. Yeah. <laughs> they're on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, take it away, three cryptids, Kelsey. Yeah. So first off, I sent you pictures of all the cryptids. Um so if you want to yeah go on the drive i like made a file called i think kelsey's cryptids or something oh yeah (laughs) like i own them has a nice ring to it yeah (laughs) oh sorry i I recognize one name a little bit and i love it (laughs) yeah it's probably the one i'm thinking of and the picture haunts me in my dreams so (laughs) oh my god our instagram is gonna be Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to open the first one, number one, we're going to talk about a cryptid called the Snallygaster. Oh, my God. Just picture it in, like, a British, the (laughs) Snallygaster. Yeah, well, this thing just is awful. It's, like, part bat, octopus, flying cyclops with talons and some described tentacles coming out of its mouth it's just fucked up Uh, (laughs) right sort of even claw like (laughs) Edward Scissorhands hands yep (laughs) I see that one (laughs) so the snallygaster is an American folklore and it's described as a bird reptile chimera with origins found in the superstitions of early German immigrants that were coming over to America. Oh. Yeah. It... Okay. Oh, it just came over on the ships? Oh my god. No, like the immigrants brought the superstitions with them. To America? Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, The immigrants started settling in Frederick County in the 1730s, and the community pretty quickly started reporting that they were being terrorized by a monster they called, oh my god, I should have looked up the pronunciation, Uh, the Schnellergeist, which they called the Quit Ghost in English. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Schnellergeist. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. So they described it. Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. 
they described it as half reptile and half bird with a metallic beak that was lined with sharp teeth. And occasionally it was also reported to have octopus-like tentacles that hung out of its mouth. Which is gross. I'll have to send you a picture because it kind of looks like this weird dragon statue that we bought for rain. But it has a reptile tail. It doesn't have any legs or anything. It just ends in this long sinew. I'm like looking at it yeah. right now being like, ew, this looks like what you're describing. Creepy. This is not a dragon. It's a snallygaster. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh so it would swoop down silently from the sky and it would carry off its victims, like with the tentacles, it would pick you up. Uh, and some sightings say it even drank the blood of its victims. Oh, great. Yeah. Just what we need, tentacles and blood sucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the community in the 1730s used a seven-pointed star and they, like, painted this on the sides of barns and stuff to reportedly keep the Snallygaster away. And there's reports that in Frederick County that on local barns, there's still, like, these seven-pointed stars can be found painted on barns. Which is wow. pretty cool, like, 300 years later. Now, I've seen stars on the outside of homes, just as kind of a... You know more of a decoration usually i believe it's just the regular five pointed yeah but maybe that's because i thought this seven pointed you said hmm. yeah okay maybe not the seven pointed maybe that's not the one i'm thinking of seven pointed <laughs> might be highlighted in game of thrones or something but uh, hmm. <laughs> what's the one that was um that's associated with uh jewish people i think that's five okay yeah. i don't know <laughs> but yeah that's interesting that yeah there's like a specific star that's that's really cool so uh some reports say that there was a resurgence of like sightings of the snallygaster and people talking about it in the 1800s and that people were using it as a way to scare slaves who were thinking about running away kind of by telling them that the snallygaster would get them out of like the woods or if they ran away or anything if they were outside at night essentially oh like they're bad yeah. kids that you have to scare yeah so that was kind of sad um yeah that's mean yeah uh in the 1900s though sightings were reported again in frederick county maryland as well as it at this time expanded to include washington dc in the metro area which wow. is pretty crazy Sorry, yeah, that's a big reach. Yeah. So, newspaper accounts at this time of the Snallygaster sightings ran from February to March of 1909. And they described encounters with the beast with, quote, enormous wings, a long pointed bill, claws like steel hooks, and an eye in the center of its forehead. <laughs> Yeah, just so creepy. Why all of the things? Yeah, all the creepy things. <laughs> yeah, at least a cyclops just, like, otherwise just kind of looks like a big giant man. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he doesn't also have tentacles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the kraken bat cyclops man. Um, yeah, and then you're like, is all the, are all the tentacles able to suck at you? <laughs> I don't know. 
It's, like, terrible. Uh, yeah. So, reports in the newspapers at the time said it made, quote, like, screeches like, quote, a locomotive whistle. whistle. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was just screaming at people. Um, these newspaper reports were causing a huge amount of publicity, and even the Smithsonian Institution was offering a reward for the capture of the creature. Reward for their capture. Sorry, yeah. I had to really listen there because the Oilers just scored, and by the sounds of it, it was my favorite one, Leon. But no. <laughs> I just heard, woohoo, and I got really distracted. Um... They captured the creature? They were offering a reward for the capture. Mm. And there's oh, okay. even well, reports. That's interesting. Yeah. There's even reports that President Roosevelt even thought about delaying an African safari he was supposed to go on um, to hunt for the Snallygaster himself, like personally. Wait. Is Roosevelt the president? Because one of them was even like interested and visited Oak Island. Uh, I'll have to confirm, but mm. it, when you say Roosevelt, I was like, is that the one? I don't know. <laughs> That's into the kind of weird and unusual thing. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Um, unfortunately, like this string of newspaper sightings in 1909 from February to March were later revealed to be uh, a hoax actually put on by the newspaper in an effort to increase readership of the newspaper at the time. Um, oh, no. So some of the descriptions were invented by the newspaper using a mixture of German folklore. Um, in the German folklore, they had creatures such, or creatures like dragons and stuff that um, they believe snatched children and livestock, and they mixed these folklore creatures with other creature sightings that were happening in the area as well in 1909. Right. I've heard of similar things. Yeah. It's like, okay, someone wrote about it, and, <laughs> you know, it might as well be the same as being passed down by, you know, orally as we are doing now yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> but like however so the sightings in 1909 even though they were pretty much a hoax there were sightings 300 years before or 200 years before that and there were sightings 23 years later in 1932 once again in frederick county and the Snallygaster was described as having tentacles and being able to change its size, shape, and color at will. Oh, nice. Like a yeah. chameleon. Yeah, a flying <laughs> chameleon now. Even better. Also, yeah, even though there's been a hoax about it, that reminds me kind of of the surgeon's photo, as it's called, a Nessie. Yeah. Because, like, that one is known to be a hoax, but that's, like, not the only sighting there's like stories of times where people watched something in the water and like a group of people for like upwards of you know up to like 30 minutes and stuff yeah i don't know maybe we talked about it on here i can't remember <laughs> maybe on our cryptid spicy <laughs> probably yeah um, i know i talked about nessie so yeah it's just crazy so even or um so with this sighting they said that in 1932, it didn't attempt to take anyone, as most of the residents 
had like run for cover or hid inside their houses. Um, somehow it came out to the public that they believed together that the Snallygaster could only live for about 20 years. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, somehow they came to that conclusion and they believed that... He was a smoker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they believed that this creature from 1932 was the offspring of the one that was part of the hoax in 1909, because part of the hoax that the newspaper put out was that its eggs were found on, like, a cliffside. Um, yeah, and even though that was a hoax from the newspaper in 1932, people believed that the egg part was real, I guess, and this had hatched and now had come back in 1932. Well, the ocean, I saw a weird thing the other day where the ocean made the ice into egg-like shapes. Because yeah. it just rolled it around, like it rolls around, you know, rocks, rocks. and yeah. glass and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's so. going to smooth everything eventually. I could see how things, people would invent, you know, also a more mythological explanation for that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. Because, what the fuck? <laughs> ocean eggs? <laughs> yeah. What, what is this? Um, yeah. so since the Snallygaster appears so rarely, the Middletown Valley Register requested that local residents that saw the creature provide an accurate and detailed description, um, for possible scientific purposes. Which I love. Possible scientific <laughs> yeah. purposes. Uh. All right then. So, two residents, a Charles F. Martin and Edward M. L. Leiter, were able to provide the necessary information when they saw it while driving a truck on the National Pike just east of Braddock Heights, and they spotted the Snallygaster flying about 25 feet overhead, and they, um, based on their descriptions that were published in the newspaper, the next week, they, like, confirmed the descriptions of the animal. Okay, so yeah. everybody saw the same yeah. thing. Oof. So, That's pretty nuts. I think this is the same sighting. The, like, multiple sources I used didn't really have dates for this. I think this is still from 1930. Mm -hmm. um, so, they said that the Snallygaster was seen flying near Frog Hollow in Washington County when <laughs> yeah Frog Hollow is pretty great sounding um so it was seen flying around when it you're gonna love this I thought this was hilarious it became attracted to the aroma of a 2500 gallon vat of moonshine And it flew overhead of the vat of moonshine and became overwhelmed by the fumes and fell into the vat of moonshine and drowned. Um, I suppose you would. Yeah. Fumes. Um, yeah. A short time later, rev two revenue agents arrived at the scene and they were, st quote, startled by the sight of the dead monster in the vat. Revenue. Uh, are they trying to find contraband moonshine? <laughs> I, I'm not sure where it got this revenue people from. Um, there was kind of oh no explanation gosh. in the sources I saw. Um, right, sounds like, like, sailors. Yeah. 
drink any sort of, oh, that alcohol is for the doctor. No, no. Oh, and then they're like blind, drunk, like literally. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Nope. Yeah. So they show up to the Vata Moonshine. They see the monster inside and they decided to explode 500 pounds of dynamite right under the still for the moonshine. And that reportedly blew up the vat of moonshine along with the Snallygaster. So there's, it's gone. It's obliterated. But, yeah. Would they do that? Right? That's suspicious. Yeah, that seems kind of overkill. <laughs> but that's what... Honestly, yeah, I was reading Outlander, they never uh, got rid of a corpse just because, or got rid of any brandy, or what was it? Brandy, creme de menthe, some sort of liqueur that had had a corpse in it. But it's like, someone's going to drink it, we'll just sell it to them. Yeah. <laughs> just because there's been a corpse in the cask, like, what's the matter? Yeah. <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> Extra flavor. It's got that, it's got an earthy note to it. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> so... Wait, what does he say on the office? It's got an oaky afterbirth. <laughs> oh. So gross. I hate it's that. It's so gross. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the legacy of the Snallygaster lives on through books about its history that have been released as well as appearances in video games like Fallout. Um, And the name Snallygaster has been used for everything as far as band names. There's an annual beer festival, even an ice cream flavor, which is uh, a mixture of peanut butter ice cream, caramel swirl, and peanut butter cups along with pretzels. Mm. And it doesn't taste like a Snallygaster? I hope not. This is calamari ice cream. Like and bat. Turn in the chocolate factory. Ew. Snowsberries taste like snowsberries. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't not say it. Um so there's also a blended whiskey and in the two thousand seventeen edition of the Harry Potter spin off series Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The Snallygaster was added to the book as, and was described as part bird, part reptile, and a relative yes. of the Okami. Okami? That's why it sounds the most familiar. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah. it was said to have serrated steel fangs and a bulletproof hide, and it had been added to the book because it had gained some muggle attention due to its... <laughs> Due to their natural curiosity, or due to its natural curiosity. Right, and it's reptilian, but it's a yeah. bird, but also, if I'm not mistaken, it was also the beast in the book where, like, their eggs were really precious, and they got stolen because they were made out of silver. Is that... I have no idea. <gasps> Those are good movies, Kelsey. <laughs> I know, but that's not, like, covered in the movie. Oh, someone had the silver eggs, yeah. They were in a suitcase. They were made out of silver, but maybe it wasn't the Snallygaster. I don't know. Okay, I that explains why it sounded so familiar the whole time, and I was like, well, yeah. maybe those things you're mentioning are, like, what I think I remember it from. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's part of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. 
part. Um, it's also been written about by many local newspapers, um, as well as the Baltimore Sun, National Geographic, and Time Magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Prestigious. I was like, National Geographic wrote about this? Like, and Time Magazine? Did it specify whether it was an April Fool's article? <laughs> no, I, no. It did not say that. Um, I mean, I don't know. Folklore, so tied up in real stuff and supernatural, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, so that's the Snallygaster. Um, wow, I just love the name of that one. Yeah, like the first picture I put on the drive is like the first one I saw of it. And I was like, okay, that thing looks messed up. And then the second one with the like super octopus face and it's like holding a child in its tentacles. I'm like, oh, that's just creepy. Um. See, oh, okay. I just saw like big, I saw mostly the big wings and stuff. But yeah, yeah. there's the tentacle version. Yeah, that's like the two different instead of a face. Yeah, it's kind of the two different versions of it, I guess. That's not great. I don't want a bird that has an octopus coming out of its face that's going to eat me. Yeah, kind of (laughs) the worst thing ever. I like a good octopus. They're very smart. Yes, they are. They're so cool. (laughs) Not Um, this one. No. So that brings me to the second one, which I had to talk about. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I had to talk about because as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, I've seen this picture before, and it creeped me out from the first time I ever saw it as a kid. Um, and that's the Flatwoods monster, um, aka the Braxton County monster, aka the Phantom of Flatwoods got a bunch of names identity crisis yeah okay i have heard of this one but i don't know much yeah um this one's kind of interesting so i thought i'd bring the aliens this time (laughs) when you said something that you liked since you were a kid i got scared for a minute and i was like i kind of have liked some of the things that i talk about since i saw it in a book as a kid and i was like but we didn't cover the same thing (laughs) no Now, this, I probably didn't see it, like, that many years ago. It just creeped me out from the very first time I saw the picture. Um, okay, okay, I need to know, yeah, this one's airborne, or, like, yeah, what's, what's yeah, got it, going on? Yeah, it hovers. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like a, the bumblebee of yeah. airborne cryptids. So, it's, uh, the Flatwoods monster is an alleged extraterrestrial or cryptid that was sighted in the town of Flatwoods in Braxton County, West Virginia, on September 12, 1952. Long time ago. Um, yeah. At 7.15 p.m. on September 2nd, two brothers, uh, Edward, who is 13, and his brother Fred May, uh, who is 12, or with their friend Tommy Heyer, who's 10, and they're, I guess, just playing outside, and they see a bright object, like, fly across the sky and land in a farmer, land in Farmer G. Bailey Fisher's field nearby. Oh, um, old Farmer Fisher. 
<laughs> yeah. So I guess they got kind of scared because they're all pretty young and they ran back to Edward and Fred May's house and they got uh, the brother's like mother, Kathleen, and Kathleen went and left like her sons and their friend at home and took three other boys uh neil nunley who's 14 ronnie shaver 10 and 17 year old gene lemon who at the time yeah such a great name okay um no but she just takes three other boys of varying ages i'm sorry i know i I thought she was gonna take like older kids (laughs) but i mean (laughs) one one of them's still 10 10. (laughs) yeah um but she did take 17-year-old Jean Lemon, who at the time was a National Guardsman. Um, oh. So he is at least, <laughs> like, capable, I guess. Right. Um, and they went to try and find this object that um, they had seen, cr- or that had been witnessed, like, crashing into the field. So Jean's dog, like, or Lemon's dog, ran ahead, and it became began barking. Um, before it, like, suddenly turned back around and returned to the group with its tail between its legs. And it was kind of scared. Aww. Yeah. Wow. Um, I can't imagine seeing Fenrir do that. Like, imagine right? a big dog. Just, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty crazy if he did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the group walked about a quarter mile to the top of a hill where they saw a pulsating, quote, ball of fire that was about 50 feet to their right. Uh, At the time... Where is the Skinwalker Ranch? No. Oh. (laughs) That's a different episode. We will do that. (laughs) Uh, At the time, there was a pungent mist in the area that made their eyes and noses start burning. And Lemon saw two, like, small lights to the left of the object that was glowing and it was sitting underneath a tree so he kind of turned his flashlight on it and this revealed the creature who made a shrill like hissing sound at the group before kind of gliding very quickly towards them and then just before it yeah uh just before it got to them it like changed its direction and went zipping back towards the red light um that was like the ball of fire and the group like freaked out and ran away in a panic um yeah i suppose you would (laughs) yeah so if you don't can't even fight it if that's your response no um so yeah pictures three four five six and seven pretty much just go through different like illustrations in a newspaper article about what they saw um, no. picture three is the one that, like, haunts my dreams. Um, it's so... It's giant eyeballs. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and it's claws. I don't, don't like it. Um, so... Yes, it also looks like it's wearing a little dress. It doesn't it? <laughs> it's very, like, nun attire. Yes! <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. But imagine yeah, that thing, that like, floating, like, yes. zipping at you. oh no thank you yeah (laughs) fuck no not gliding yeah no thank you fast or slow (laughs) right um so when the group returned to kathleen's house they called local sheriff robert carr and 
uh, Lee Stewart, who was the co-owner of the local newspaper. Uh, Stewart interviewed Sorry. all of the, like, groups, so the, like, Kathleen Sons, who saw the object crash, and then Kathleen and Lemon, along with the other boys who, like, saw the creature itself. Um, and then after interviewing them all, he, like, Stewart, the reporter, went with Lemon that night um, back to the location of the crash and reported that there was, quote, there was a sickening burnt metallic odor still prevailing. Ooh. Specific yeah. also. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff... Um, also, it kind of, sorry, it kind of sounds like a Stranger Things episode. Right? It's just like all these kids and the mom. Yeah. Some towns, other towns person is involved. Um, it's like, you gotta believe me. Um. <laughs> Where are the egos? And the Montauk Project experiments on children. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We've been watching Stranger Things with Rain because she hasn't seen it. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yes. Yeah. And she had to stay home, like not feeling very well today. So. Yeah. But yeah, they were watching. They were watching something with Pat and her. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There it goes. <laughs> Uh, so Sheriff Carr and his deputy, Burnell Long, searched the area separately, but they both reported finding no trace of the encounter. So the sheriff tried to investigate. Uh, the next morning, Lee Stewart of the newspaper visited the site once again, and this time he saw long tracks in the mud along with a thick black liquid. And he immediately reported them as being possible signs of a flying saucer that had landed based on the premise that the area that this was found had not been subject to vehicle traffic for at least a year. He found all that substance. I was going to yeah. say oil, that is. And like, black. Yeah, and like tracks in the mud, I guess. Um, but it was later kind of figured out and revealed that the tracks most likely belonged to the Chevy pickup truck that was driven by a local Max Lockard who had gone to the site to look for the creature, um, just like a couple hours before, uh, Stuart had returned the next morning. So he had probably heard about it during the night and then he went himself and then, when the newspaper guy returned the next morning, he saw these tracks. Um, okay. I wonder, because when we said she, it looks like it's like a nun, because it almost looks like it has the, like this headpiece thing. Yeah. That looks like this big, comes to a point like a big spade, like on a set of yeah. deck of cards almost. Yeah. And then I'm like, could that not be like some sort of like alien headpiece or not headpiece but like you know what I mean like spacesuit helmet yeah that's why they think it's either a cryptid or an alien oh I'm sorry I just pictures are entrancing me <laughs> yeah I'm so sorry I said that that was my first sentence <laughs> um okay so there's Quotes from the local newspaper reporting afterwards, quote, seven Braxton County residents on Saturday reported seeing a 10-foot Frankenstein-like monster in the hills above Flatwoods. 
the article continues saying Lemon screamed and fell backwards and said, quote, when he saw a 10-foot monster with blood, a blood-red body and a green face that seemed to glow and that he said it may have had claws for hands. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so after the event, Mr. William and Donna Smith, who were investigators associated with civilian saucer investigation, they obtained a number of accounts from witnesses who claimed to have experienced a similar or related phenomena, like not just in West Virginia area of this like encounter, but like all over. Uh, these accounts included the story of a mother and her 21-year-old daughter who claimed to have encountered a creature with the same appearance and odor a week prior to the September 12th incident, and the encounter reportedly affected the daughter so badly that she was confined to Clarksburg Hospital for about three weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. That's pretty intense. Yeah, have to be something crazy going on. I mean, if I saw that thing in the woods, I'd be, I'd be in a hospital. Like, <laughs> I, I'd be like, give me the drugs, put me in a coma. I just, I wouldn't be able to go to sleep by myself. Please tell me I'm living in a simulation. Then I can pretend this isn't the reality. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so the pair also gathered a statement from the mother of Eugene Lemon, in which she said that at the approximate time of the crash, her house had been violently shaken and her radio had cut out for about 45 minutes. Uh, and there was also a report they collected from the director of the local board of education, in which he claimed to have seen a flying saucer taking off at about 630 a.m. on the morning of September 13th, which was the morning after the creature was sighted, like, September 12th at night. Okay. Yeah. So, like, a few hours later. Uh, the Flatwoods monster has not been seen since this September 1952, like, witnessing... Um, but at that time, it was seen by six boys, a mom, and a dog. <laughs> I just liked those quotes. I was like, that's cute. <laughs> Weird, so it's um, still only that one year. Yeah, it was never seen again. Um, the encounter was put into local newspapers and made the national news with Kathleen and, uh, Jean Lemon even flying to New York to be interviewed for, like, CBS. Um, so the, like, newspaper one, like, picture six of, like, the people standing, that's Eugene Lemon and Kathleen May, and their, like, sketch that they made of what it looked like, and how tall it was, like, compared to how tall they were, because it was, like, ten feet tall, they said. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah. If it was that big. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's bigger than a Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. like what is it a frost giant i don't know from yeah. <laughs> sorry i don't know if those are real in lore but they're real in uh, marvel lore <laughs> so they might be <laughs> um so these things prompted an investigation even by the u.s air force ufo inquiry 
and that was included in part of Project Blue Book, where Project Blue Book, they were dispatching a handful of investigators to go around the country and look into claims of UFOs. So this was looked right. into as that part of that project. Uh, so cool that they actually did that. Yeah. It also became part of a, like a local legend with tourists visiting every year to the village that's actually less than like 300 people for their population. It's pretty small. Uh, oh, it's interesting yeah. how um, UFO sightings and stuff cluster and stuff sometimes. Yeah. Different yeah, areas. it tends to be like so many of it seems to be like such smaller like rural places. Yeah, yeah. I think they're, like, just smart, yeah, because then also lately we've seen a lot of things where they, like, zip into the ocean and stuff, too. Yeah. So you're, like, you just target more secluded areas if you can. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to be, like, I'm going to land in the middle of, like, Times Square, New York. Like... No, but also there's a... I don't know if it's a treehouse of horror, but a Simpsons one where the aliens put Homer back on Earth after they've abducted him, and then they like they put him back in his fishing boat, and then they spray him with uh, rum from <laughs> the oh spaceship. Yeah. No one's gonna believe you, Rummy. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Great. Um. Yeah. So they have a lot of tourism that comes. Um. People that want to walk through the forest. As well, they actually have a monster museum, like the Flatwoods Monster Museum that they have set up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> uh, Lee Stewart said, quote, uh, those people were the most scared people I've ever seen. Uh, end quote. That was in a 1952 news story. And Stewart himself had marched up the hill with a shotgun after witnesses told in what they saw. So I assume that's when he went with Lemon. Um, and then he says, quote, people don't make up that kind of story like that quickly. Hmm. No. Not, not usually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but there are some people that doubt it. They say that the police at the time laughed off all the reports as like a hysteria going through the community and that they said the so-called monster had even grown from 17 feet tall to or had grown from 7 feet tall to 17 feet tall in about 24 hours through like the community yeah classic that's like where i'm from like you know maritimes of course being on the water all those provinces like lots of fishing and stuff and then like it's the old the old whatever where people oh yeah the fish got bigger and bigger every time it's retold like of course mm -hmm. that stuff happens and yeah the telephone and whatever yeah um uh, doesn't mean the kernel of truth isn't in there <laughs> yeah um stuff brings me to the last one so um it actually kind of ties back to um, the Snallygaster. So this one also was witnessed in 1909 at almost the exact same time that people were witnessing or saying these hoax in the newspaper. Um, so these were both happening in kind of the same area, which is pretty interesting. Um, 
and this is the Jersey Devil. Um, yeah, it's the Jersey Devil, aka the Leeds Devil. Um, right. So I definitely heard the name. Yeah, I had too, but when I saw pictures of it, I'm like, I'm pr- like, especially if you look on the eighth picture on the drive, that really looks like the sticker you have. Oh, right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's got Why like the I horns. Think, I thought it was in New Jersey, though. I honestly thought I had seen people investigating New Jersey for the Jersey Devil, so now it I'm is. all confused. This is. Well, but you said Leeds, didn't you? Or did I just... Yeah, that? he's called the... He's also called the Leeds Devil. No, but I thought, like, they're the New Jersey, as in the state of New Jersey. This is... Uh, he's witnessed in the southern New Jersey. Oh, because Leeds is also in England, yeah. so then I was confused. No, Leeds is, like, something different. It doesn't have to do with the location. Okay, <laughs> I'm not good when I can see things. I just start looking at them. I'm like, what does that mean? Okay, yeah. we'll cut this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, oh sorry, I was oh, gonna no. say yeah, it does look like the sticker, right? Uh, with the horns. When I that. saw it, I was like, is that a lot of sticker? And I even went to Instagram <laughs> and like brought up the picture you had posted on Instagram of your stickers, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I did not because I couldn't recognize it i don't think any yeah. of us did from looking at it yeah the other ones are pretty recognizable as the bomb snowman yeah cabra mothman and nessie but this one you're like what the fuck is that yeah a dark pegasus that had sex with a goat <laughs> yeah that's exactly what this thing is so um it's so the jersey devil or the Leeds devil is a legendary creature or cryptid that inhabits the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey. Okay, yes. Yeah. This is sounding familiar, the Pine Barrens. Mm-hmm. In, uh, interestingly enough, in it was designated in 1938 as the uh, country's only state demon. Nice. <laughs> uh, and it's described as a flying biped with hooves. But there's, like, many different variations. And it has become a local figure and even was used to name the New, the New Jersey National Hockey League, the New Jersey Devils. Oh, yes. That's yeah. where I hear it also. Yeah. Right. The Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the legend... We're not that scared of them, though. No. <laughs> Uh, the legend has many variations, but some attribute the creature to a woman named Miss Leeds. That's why it's the Leeds Devil. Miss um, Leeds. Yeah. Cute. It's a pretty double entendre. <laughs> um, so uh, she was a witch, and according to one version, Miss Leeds was, also, was so upset that she was pregnant with another child that after giving birth to her 13th child, she exclaimed, quote, I'm tired of children. Let the devil take this one. Uh, yeah. Yes. And. Just like, fuck it all. Yeah. I have had 12 of these. Not I, cheaper by the dozen. More expensive by yeah. the dozen. Uh, I mean, hell. 
That's a lot of kids. Yeah, thirteenth. Uh, so once yeah what was once a human child immediately transformed into a winged monstrosity and it reportedly ate all of the other children that she had had and then flew out through the chimney like into the woods just buggered off yeah see ya um yeah, so in the different versions of the legend, there's differing in date of the birth and the degree of the, like, devil's disfigurement, I guess, the Jersey Devil. In some stories, it's merely a human child, which misleads confined to her cellar or attic, and only to have, like, it end up escaping out into the woods. And... Uh, another one of the legends attributes the devil's birth to a gypsy curse that was placed upon a selfish young woman who refused to give the gypsy food or shelter. What? Yeah, there's like okay. a okay. bunch. Um, there's also... Right, I just was like, I wasn't expecting that one. I mean, the yeah. other one, I can see where people come up with things where they have like deformed children and they didn't understand why, then they would say... Yeah something happened with the devil or like if there was like a dwarf or a little person they'd be like oh they'd be like oh so, you know there is something their mother did or had sex with the devil like just so many weird superstitions yeah. and things that they'd be like i can't explain this so i'm gonna say it was this yeah and then they they did used to leave kids like that out in the woods to pretty much die I mean, right? It's yeah. like the whole changeling thing, which I think we talked about a little bit with the witches one. I think <laughs> so, maybe. Um, <laughs> you are getting to that point where it's like it's been so long since the first episode. <laughs> I know. No, because I remember talking about the changeling. I don't remember talking about that with the witches one. I thought we. Uh, I thought that was in like Death Omens or something like the first one. Oh, could have been. Yeah. Um, so there's other tales that suggest uh, Leeds herself was a witch or that she was cursed by locals for having an affair with a British soldier. Oh. Yeah. It's just all over the place. The only one. <laughs> uh, the Shord's house, which is a log cabin within the Pine Barrens, was also reputed to be the birthplace of the devil. And only ruins of the foundation of that house and a few other parts of it actually still exist today. And some legends say he was a companion. This was just kind of out there, but I thought it was funny. Um, some legends say the devil, or the Jersey Devil, is a companion to a headless pirate, uh, a ghost woman, or even a mermaid. Because why not? <laughs> I don't know. I think just oh I think just the pirate is. Um. <laughs> it's funny because yeah, we were. I had to post the headless thing for we talked about in the Sam Hain yeah. episode. Samhain, uh, the the one that came out before Halloween. Yeah, and I told you I'd post that thing with the headless, and then yes, I saw it. Like, so funny. Yeah. I think some people thought we were covering Sleepy Hollow, and then I'm like, well, yeah, no, there's a whole, it seems like there's a whole herd of 
the horse cryptids and headless cryptids. Yeah. Headless horseman cryptids. I never realized. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on it, guys. <laughs> Probably. Um, so there's another description of the Jersey Devil that's well known by local people in South Jersey. Um, so they believe that a woman in South Jersey was having her first baby and she wanted him to be perfect, but when the baby was born, it was apparently the most ugly looking baby that anyone had ever seen. (laughs) And... The mother was so upset, she said, quote, This isn't my son, this is the devil's son. May God give the thing back to him. And after saying this, she threw her son into the river where he died. And now the river is said to be haunted by the devil. And many people have died there. According to this story, I guess. And it said that there's an unknown source which sucks air uh, into it, like, from under a rock. And when people swim near that area, they get, like, sucked under the rock from, like, it sucking the air through the water. And it, like, kind of sucks them under the rock and holds them there until they die. And once they're dead, then they're let go and the body just floats back up to the top of the surface of the water. Okay, yeah, that sounds not as natural. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so there's... It's like the part where, like, yeah, the forces of water can be very compelling on a human body. Oh, yeah. You could be... Whirlpools and everything. drowned easily. Yeah, but, like, then it, like, lets you back up. It's like, what? Weird. Um, yeah, so I have a bunch of sightings of the Jersey Devil... Um, so legend says that a Commodore, uh, Stephen Decatur, he saw, yeah, something fancy, (laughs) uh, he saw the flying creature while at the Hanover Mill works while inspecting, uh, cannonballs that he was having forged, um, So, when they saw the creature flying overhead, they apparently fired a cannonball at it, but it ended up getting away untouched, so I guess they missed. And... (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. Good job, boys. Uh, And then Joseph Bonaparte, the eldest brother of Napoleon, is also said to have seen the Jersey Devil while at his Jersey State in 1820. Oh, like he had a home in yeah. Jersey? He had like one what? of, yeah, Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's wow. oldest brother had, yeah, he had a house in Jersey State, I guess. So he reportedly saw the Jersey Devil. Uh, the little known Bonaparte brother. <laughs> yeah. The Jersey Devil was blamed for killing livestock uh, leaving strange tracks and footprints, and unusual sounds in the 1800s. And by the early 1900s, sightings of the creature and its tracks continued with a period of sightings between January 16th and the 23rd of 1909. Um, what? Yeah. One week. 
Yeah, this is like an intense week. It's like crazy. Um, so this like is Bonaparte saw it once. He didn't yeah. have anything to say on it. Then a bunch of people did, and then nothing for a while. No. Yeah, nothing for a hundred years. For a hundred years, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So this is from Wikipedia. They had like outlined a timeline with like quotes and stuff. It's pretty good. Um. So on the sixteenth of January, which was a Saturday, it was seen flying over Woodbury. On the the next day in Bristol, Pennsylvania, several people saw the creature and tracks were found in the snow the following day. On Monday in Burlington, uh, there was a bunch of strange tracks that seemed to defy logic. They were found on rooftops and others seemed to just like leave and disappear, like oh, yeah. just stop randomly. And several other towns nearby also found similar footprints on the roofs and that just stopped abruptly. As if it just took off flying. Yeah. Reindeer. Um, <laughs> on uh, Tuesday, a Nelson Evans and his wife in Goldchester found the devil outside their window at 12.30 a.m. And Mr. Evans gave the following account, quote, It was about three feet, three feet and a half high, with a head like a collie dog and a face like a horse. It had a long neck, wings about two feet long, and its back legs were like those of a crane, and it had horse's hooves. It walked on its back legs and held up two short front legs with paws on them. It didn't use the front legs at all while we were watching. My wife and I were scared, I tell you, but I managed to open the window and say shoo, and it turned around, barked at me, and flew away. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, it does work for ghosts sometimes. Why not? Shoo. Cryptid. Shoo. <laughs> um, so, two hunters in the area also tracked the devil's seemingly impossible trail for about 20 miles and the trail appeared to jump fences and squeeze under eight inch gaps and sightings were also reported the same day several in several other towns on the 20th of january on wednesday in haddonfield and collingswood groups were formed to find the devil and they watched him fly over Moorestown, where he was later sighted by at least two more people. Wait, 20th of January? Yeah. That's pretty close to your birthday. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I feel like Haddonfield or Had Haddonsfield is from Halloween, Michael Myers. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. It's just just a lot of things coming up in this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on the 21st of January, Thursday, the devil, the Jersey devil attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights, but was chased off. Uh, trolley cars in several other towns began to, like, keep armed guards on standby. Uh, there was several poultry farmers who found their chickens dead. And 
the Jersey Devil was reported to have walked into an electric rail in Clayton, but if this did happen, it didn't end up, like, killing or hurting the creature. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Some of those didn't have many details. No. <laughs> like, wait, what? You chased the one off? What? <laughs> yeah, this is all what I had in Wikipedia, like, word for word. I didn't change any of this. Um, a telegraph worker near Atlantic City claimed that he shot the Jersey Devil and watched him limp into the woods. Uh, he wasn't, it was reported he wasn't phased much, but because he continued his assault and the Jersey Devil then visited Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and West Collingswood, uh, New Jersey, where he was reportedly hosed by the local fire department. <laughs> Okay, just, so we think he went on a tour. Yeah, he was really busy this week. Just like... Um, so he also prepared to attack nearby people who threw whatever they could find at him. Uh, right when he was about to strike, he ended up flying away. And he emerged later in Camden and injured a dog, ripping a chunk of flesh as the dog's horrified owner looked on. And this is the first, like, Jersey Devil attack on a living creature that was witnessed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the 22nd of January, the last day of sightings, says, By now, many towns were in panic, and businesses and schools closed for fear of the creature. It was, however, only seen a few times that day and did not attack anything. Um... Well, that's good. Yeah. So then I just have pretty much a bunch of quotes of people describing it, and they all kind of describe it slightly differently. Um, so on January 16th, uh, EW minister in Bristol said, quote, I looked out upon the Delaware and saw flying diagonally across what appeared to be a large crane, but which was emitting a glow like a firefly. Its head resembled that of a ram with curled horns, and its long, thick neck was thrust forward in flight. It had long, thin wings and short legs, and then the front legs were shorter than the hind. Um... George Snyder, who cited it on January 20th of 1909, said, quote, It was three feet high, with long black hair over its entire body, arms and hands like a monkey, its face like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it had split hooves and a tail that was a foot long. Um, yeah, the picture that you had has, like, it, the, yeah, the arms... And hands yeah. are a little bit more human, and rather than having hooves, which my little cute little cryptid sticker has, like hooves, but it's yeah, just, they're they're intentionally cute cryptids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then there's uh, one here from uh, Lewis Boger, who saw it on September twenty first, nineteen oh nine. And he says, quote, in general appearance, it resembled a kangaroo. So now it's a kangaroo. Um, <laughs> flying, I guess. It has a long neck, and from what glimpse I got of its head, its features are hideous. 
It has wings of a fairly good size, and of course, in the darkness, it looked black. Its legs were long and somewhat slender and were held in such a position as a swan when it's flying. It looked to be about four feet high. Um, another description from a Howard Campbell who claimed to have shot at it near Atlantic City on January 21st, 1909 says, Quote, as nearly as I can describe the terror, it had the head of a horse, the wings of a bat, and a tail like a rat's, only longer. Uh, don't like that one. Um, also, if it had the same size as a rat and it was the size of a horse, that would be a really small tail. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So it's the head of a horse, tiny wings like a bat, a tiny rat's tail, and then yeah. goat legs. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so while the descriptions vary, several factors remain fairly consistent. It's commonly described as having a long neck with wings and hooves. It's often said to have a horse-like head and tail. And the height of the creature varies among sighting from about three feet to more than seven feet tall in some sightings. Um, but most sightings report that the creature has glowing bright red eyes and it can emit a high human-like scream. <laughs> no! Yeah, I don't like okay. that either. Um, that's like some, like, Wendigo stuff going on. Um, yeah. So, sightings did slow after 1909, however, they didn't stop. In 1957, the reported corpse of the Jersey Devil was claimed to have been found. Um, I, I tried looking it up, but I couldn't really find more information about that. Um, it was obviously just a hoax, really. Um, in 1951, a local boy claimed he saw a humanoid monster and heard screams. In 1960, merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the Jersey Devil's capture and said that they would even build a private zoo for it to, like, house it if it was captured alive. Wow. Um, the last sighting I could find was in 1991 when a pizza delivery man described an encounter with a white horse-like creature. Um, but most of the other descriptions say it's black in color. Um, so that might be something I mean, different. You get different colored horses, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, and the belief that the Jersey Devil is real is based on records of concrete occurrences, reliable people, including police, government officials, businessmen, and many other have witnessed the devil's activities. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, yeah. says, <laughs> says the internet. Yeah, says the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, yeah, I'm pretty sure the one sticker you have, I think it's the Jersey Devil. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Probably someone told me that, but I, don't, I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's... so that's my three cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good uh, trilogy... Yeah. A trifecta. I like that. A trifecta. Oh, a triptych. <laughs> no, not the... Not the kinds, like, from work. I was gonna say. There's a word. 
<laughs> you're thinking of the ones that were like Google Maps for people. Yeah. But no, I've heard um, diff- uh, I've heard Pineapple Pizza Pod referred to it as a triptych when they do a three parter on like a different cryptid or area or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, it's like spelled with a Y. Anyway. Oh okay. <laughs> There's like a three piece, like form of artwork or like painting or something. Usually is what it means. I don't know. Oh, okay. That was beautiful. <laughs> that Thank was beautiful. you. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I had fun. I had, <laughs> I had them dying in bats of moonshine and. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's everything. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, way to cover a really. Like, iconic one in the Jersey Devil. Yeah. I'm like, I've heard the Jersey Devil before, but I didn't really know anything about it. So that was pretty cool. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yes. Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. We're bringing the most intense stories that will keep you up at night. Join us every Tuesday for a glass of wine and a dose of true crime. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted Twisted and Uncorked. Uncorked. Aswang. Aswang. The Aswang? No, I'm not going to say it like that. (laughs) The Aswang? You have to spell it it for me because I want to look it up. Well, it is spelled like Aswang, but with one S. Oh. Aswang. (laughs) Aswang. I'm going to click. Oh, I don't. I saw pictures of some girl. I did not like that. No. Oh, yes, God. I believe some of the pictures are reminiscent of the one I mentioned earlier where I saw it in a book that we had as kids mm. that was, if not different cryptids, it was at least different kinds of, like, vampiric-type creatures. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, this one, I remember seeing some form of this and it being like, that's disgusting, and it never left my head. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, they're they're interesting, yeah. And it's, yeah, I only did the one deep dive um, on these ones. They are from the Philippines, the the folklore of the Philippines, which if you don't know how to spell it and you want to remember, you just type Philip Pines. (laughs) Philip Pines. Perfect. And I was like, oh, I forgot how to do that because then it immediately spell checked me when I started typing my notes and I was like, damn it, I used to know how to spell this. Yeah, I was bad for that <laughs> work. I think I learned that from a Filipino. But yeah, they are, the Aswang is a nocturnal, flesh-eating, shape-shifting sort of cryptid. Ugh. It's got it all. And yeah, shape-shifting, so it, I might mention it a little later, but it it definitely could include kind of be more of a catch-all term for different types of looking cryptids like they are oh, okay. a specific cryptid but like in the nature that something can be shape-shifted i think like yeah they, they can appear different ways i guess is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. 
The Aswan can look like normal people by day, but may have or display some different habits like that might like habits that might tip you off to what they are. They might be reclusive. <laughs> I mean, who isn't these days? Because we have to stay inside. <laughs> yeah. But they might have uh, also some magical tendencies or powers. And one thing I read said they could like had some healing powers too. So. Oh okay. In their blending in, it's possible they're even doing some good for the community. <laughs> Doctors. Oh God. Friend of mine's been watching uh, that Doctor Death podcast slash show, which Ooh. sounds. I know I've heard it's good, but like from the more descriptions of the one season, it, I was like, "Ooh, that's." I have listened to a lot of true crime, and that's rough. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's. I don't know. We we have so many things we want to cover. I don't know everything. I think I'm like we should cover it. <laughs> I just I just found out about it because it has Joshua Jackson mm-hmm. in it. That's all I care about. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Which speaking of which, you have lent me the Fringe, and I've still got to watch the rest of it. I have started, and yeah. it is good so far. <laughs> How far did you guys get? I still only watch the first one right now because oh, they are okay. long and like we've been the, watching a lot of horror movies and I haven't got to it. <laughs> the only the first episode is like an hour and a half. The rest of them are forty minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just the first that's one was I like a confused. double hitter kind of thing. Yeah. It's just All the right, first. That's one. much easier to consume. Yeah. Which I feel bad sometimes when ours are like two and a half hours. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Right? I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> it's true. It is hard. I get it. Um, but so, <laughs> in that interest, <laughs> they prefer to eat children and pregnant women. Oh, that's a low. Spoiler alert that one. Yeah. To, to uh, not spoiler alert, trigger warning that. There's no trigger warning good enough for that. Yeah, I've never heard something eating pregnant women before. I've heard stuff eating kids. That's like, that's commonplace. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to a little, little t- slightly more specifically, more to do with the, the, the whole vampiric aspect. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's terrible. It's just terrible. It's like preying on the weak. Yeah. So more often than not, it will appear as a woman during the day, but it appears as a bird, dog, or a pig at night. So (laughs) it can definitely sometimes fly, which is why I chose it for our Airborne Cryptids episode. Oh, okay. Um, And um, most of the the pictures that I like that you see of it, uh, it does have giant big bat-like wings. Oh, okay. And like... I don't know. I don't know if you looked it up yet, but they, yeah, they usually have bat-like wings and at least half a torso. We'll kind of get to it. At least half a torso. <laughs> uh, some of the pictures I saw was it like a dog and then mostly people. That's what Google comes up with, I think. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, again, yeah, it's shape-shifting, so. Yeah. It's, it, it can appear as a bunch of different things, so that's that's kind of interesting, too. And how it could stay hidden. But what's kind of like the first one you talked about, the Snallygaster, 
or like a fly. They have like a proboscis like long protruding tongue. No. Or proboscis, I guess. Yeah. And that's what they use sometimes to suck, you know, up their victims. Like innards. So gross. I hate that. Oh, yeah. Just get rid of that in nature. Sorry, anteater. Goodbye. Like, oh, yeah. Like, ugh. I mean, I think that's probably what, yeah, all the insects have to have and bees. But yeah, I get it. It's so gross. It's so gross. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, you won't like this either. Oh, great. Can't wait. They are for- <laughs> oh, you have to go to bed after this? Oh, just yeah. <laughs> they are frequently described as having feet that walk backwards. backwards oh, that's... Feet. That's pretty common in, like, the Philippines and, like, Asia and stuff. A lot of their right. things. I have heard it before. Yeah, yeah, I think I have heard it before, but it doesn't get any better. For me, it's always gross. It's like, yeah. Ooh. I don't like that, especially because most of the time when it looks like you're, when people are like trying to follow it or something, it looks like you're following it, but it's like coming back around like behind you or something like it's so creepy i've watched some horror movies where like the main villain is like a possessed thing and it has like it's like a cursed woman that has her feet backwards and it's always so creepy literally it's what people try to do to trick other people like in the shining or other things where like danny like walks backwards through his snow footprints so that he can't tell which way he's gone (laughs) Ew. Yeah. And, yeah, they're so gross. So sometimes they're so thin that they can hide behind one bamboo post. Oh, that's <laughs> impressive. They're very thin and gross. Yeah. I don't know, but you hear different descriptions, right? So it's kind of like, to me, I think the appeal of this one must be, now that I'm thinking Wendigo. of it, it's, well, that or any of the monsters that you don't really can't always see or you don't always know exactly what they look like. It's that mm. what the fuck kind of factor in where yeah. you're like, I'm terrified because I can't see them. Also, they do have different um, variants, it would appear, because people um, in different regions call them, or at least similar things, the Tick Tick and the Walk Walk which also have large bird-like forms. So they might be separate cryptids, but it might just kind of be a form of the Aswan. Okay. It's kind of, you know, the stories mingle, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And there's also a Tasmanian devil version called the Zegben. Uh, But this guy has also been called the companion cryptid to the Aswan. Him I haven't looked into, which is why I said there's some I could look into with this one that I just don't know that much about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's too hard, so I just wanted to make sure my focus was on this guy. <laughs> Another cool thing, like, it has some unique abilities, and it can transform other matter into other shapes. So it might be a shapeshifter itself, but it can also take plant matter and shape it into a 
ganger of the person it has killed. Okay. Never heard of that before. <laughs> What's that? I've never heard of that before. No. I don't think I had either. I was like, um, what? So I had to clarify to myself, so a fake corpse of its victim. <laughs> yeah. And this is apparently because they eat their victims and they are trying to cover up the traces of their kill. But also, sometimes they use this skill to shape a doppelganger of a living person. And when this happens, it's also really not good because this person will soon sicken and die. Yeah, well, that's not good. I know, it seems like it's a preemptive kind of marking of the person almost, yeah. Another skill it has, uh, this reminds me of yours, I think you mentioned a similar skill. Uh, now I'm forgetting which cryptid it was that you talked about, sorry, but um, trick you with its voice, the Aswan can do. Oh, okay, that was... voice throwing. <laughs> yeah, there was like... Maybe you just mentioned it. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Fleetwoods monster kind of screeched at people. Maybe oh, the Flatwoods monster. Yes, right. Yeah. This one, the Aswang, it can throw its voice in such a way that it sounds like it's getting farther and farther away from you when in fact it's actually getting closer. Oh, that's so like Wendigo. I'm sorry. <laughs> just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I think now that we've covered that a little bit more, like I can actually recognize that when you say that. <laughs> I hadn't yeah. thought of that before. Well, that kind of thing is just terrifying when they impersonate yeah. real people. And even, I know there's some real, um, apparently, some real animals like panthers and stuff, their screams can sound pretty, pretty human like. But still, it's just so creepy. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of that before. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to know, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, it's victims, as mentioned. It does like children, pregnant women, and babies. It's really, like I said, preying on the weak, which is horrible. But very weak. It also likes corpses. Oh. <laughs> For the blood, or... I don't know if it's just, yeah, that, or because they're, uh, yeah, an easy target, because it said they will attend funerals or wakes, and it will also try to find any pregnant women in their bed and use its proboscis to suck the fetus out of the womb. Ew, or, okay. Really don't yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, or to just straight up suck blood out of the victims. Yeah, nope, that part's horrifying. Yeah, I don't like this one bit. Thanks for the no. nightmares. Like, <laughs> he is gross. I I don't remember where I first heard this guy, but I thought, they are terrifying. Why? Yeah. Why Philippines? What is with these Asian cryptids that are terrifying? No, um, <laughs> anywhere other than North America. Not that our cryptids aren't terrifying, but. It seems like some of the older folklore is just even weirder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. That's why I I tend to watch a lot of, like, non-English horror movies and stuff. Because I find right. the ones they do a lot of times are just, it's extra crazy because you just don't 
it's not something you can predict because you probably just don't know that much about the history of like that creature or something that you can't see stuff coming in the movie yeah and look how often they the foreign films get remade by americans they're like oh that's a great idea the ring oh yeah the grudge oh sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was awesome let's see how we can ruin it (laughs) yeah so speaking of craziness (laughs) there are a few ways one becomes an aswang aswang sorry (laughs) i've heard it said so many times but then when i say it, it sounds weird feels weird one, you can tie a fertilized chicken egg to your stomach. Okay. By the way, I when I worked with Filipinos, I remember one of them bringing one of those weird egg things to one of the Christmas parties. I, If it wasn't a fertilized egg, it was one of those fermented eggs. It was like probably black. like the thousand-year-old eggs. Yeah, could yeah. have been the thousand-year-old egg. It's one of those things that, like, everybody's drinking and then somebody eats it just to kind of, like, one of the Filipino guys does just to say that they have. Yeah. It's not like, here, I bought a bunch of thousand-year-old eggs for everyone to snack on. It's like, no, <laughs> we don't want that, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You got, they made, otherwise they made, oh, our Filipino chefs made beautiful dinners. <laughs> but that shit was terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so to get back to it, to become an aswang, you can tie a fertilized chicken egg to your stomach. Once the chick has passed from the egg into your stomach, you must bury the eggshell in the ground in a bamboo tube along with some chicken dung and coconut oil. That gives the person the powers of an aswang. Okay. Wow. (laughs) I mean, at least it's got a easy recipe (laughs) yeah i don't think i've ever really heard like anything like that where it tells you how to become one i know i feel like that's got to be uh to do with the folklore of the region or whatever it sounds like they're like leaning into their witchy craft side whereas the further you get west the more we're like what they burned us for saying we did things like that (laughs) you know yeah we're like i don't know don't get me into like herbology and <laughs> if that's if that's a real thing outside of the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> Definitely the kind of things you get tried for witchcraft for. Yeah. But <clears throat> another way that an Aswang can be created is that a dying Aswang can pass on its powers. Um this is Okay, yeah, no, this is the different way. Because the first way is how you do it to yourself. Okay. Yeah, um, it passes on its powers. It can hold its mouth close to the chosen recipient, and the chick, you know, that stomach chip, chick that lives in the Aswang's stomach, it just hops over to its new host. Yeah. It goes right in his mouth. And then I guess the Aswang dies? Probably. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> However, they do have some weaknesses also. Um, well, obviously, if they can die. 
But first, one must identify the Aswan. They usually have bloodshot eyes. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Me, 30% of the time, especially after I've come home from work. <laughs> yeah, me all the time right now. Oh, yeah, any of us trying to do this crazy 40-hour work week bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your reflection will also appear upside down in their eyes, if you look into them. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was an interesting one. <laughs> an easy way to tell, because the bloodshot eyes is not gonna, not really help yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> and also, nor is this third one that much. You can use a special oil called the, um, albur, bur, <laughs> nope, <laughs> oil. I could have looked up how to pronounce it, but I don't think it would have helped. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, this is made of coconuts and holy plants, and this oil will boil <laughs> when an aswang is near. So, like, maybe just keep a bowl on hand in the kitchen or whatever, just in case an aswang should happen by. <laughs> they also like vampires hate garlic and have an aversion to religious artifacts oh okay they are weakest during the day and they can be killed by decapitation or by being struck with a whip made from a stingray's tail oh that's interesting I haven't heard that one for vampires yeah but whip them good And that's, yeah, I have, uh, that is my next section is uh, a similarity to Western vampires with the, kind of the blood sucking and that kind of thing that they do. <laughs> and as mentioned, they are related to and alike to cryptids called the Walk Walk and the Tick Tick, which are usually sort of sidekicks or relations to the Aswang, depending what you seem to be reading. Mm-hmm. And the Aswan can be a sort of a catch-all for any shapeshifter, really, which I kind of talked about. Um, but the coolest one that it's related to, in my opinion, that I would like to cover later, is the Mananangals. Manana yep, that could be how you say it. That sounds <laughs> familiar. Only, I've, like, literally heard one podcast cover it, so I'm like... Sure, but it is another cryptid that is like the Wok Wok on the Aswang that leaves behind half of its torso when they hunt at night. So that is gross. Yeah, that's so weird. That's what I recall. Like, I'm a very visual person and not what the name of it was in the book that we had as a kid, but that it like... Seemed like a little torso with ribs and then, like, a bunch of dangling entrails. And I'm just like, that's disgusting. But, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I it, I vividly remember it. I know I've heard of similar just creatures. Like detachable torso? <laughs> this is weighing me down for they right just, now. Yeah, right. It just seems like the legs and the lower torso. They're like, I don't want to fart. I don't need my legs right I'm flying. I want to be aerodynamic. Yeah. Oh, weird. Like taking off your landing gear. No, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to parachute in. 
Right. So, like, yeah, I won't dive into any of those guys too much, but the Wok Wok, one of those, is a vampiric bird-like creature in Philippine mythology. In some places, the Wok Wok is believed to be instead another form a vampire can take, or it is a familiar belonging to a witch or a vampire. In any case, the sound associated with the Wok Wok is considered to be an indicator that an unglu vampire or ungo ghost or monster is nearby. Weird. So cool. <clears throat> I love all the different mythology around the world. And the Mananangal is an old mythical creature in the Philippines that separates from their lower part of the body and their fangs and wings give it a vampire-like appearance. Toad's normal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just keep thinking of the... And I can't remember what season it was of The Walking Dead. One of oh. the first few with that, the torso girl and the bicycle. Oh, any of them that just, yeah, they're like half of half of the person remains or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a zombie and the one girl was just like dragging herself and she was just like the torso right. up and her arms and stuff. And everybody was right. like talking about it for like a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? They portrayed a torso really well. But, like, they did. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, for the Aswan, stories date back to as early as the 16th century. Wow. Yeah. Spanish explorers made the first written accounts of the Aswan. They said that the natives there were the most terrified of the Aswan of all the creatures they had in their folk- folklore. From what they could figure. <laughs> they were like, okay, these Filipinos go a lot of folklore, but they really don't like this Aswan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why they sound like they come from Brooklyn, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and the name, I like this, comes from the Sanskrit word uh, Asura? Asura? <laughs> which means demon oh. and I guess that's how they get the name for Aswan I wrote it down but then now I need more information no <laughs> <laughs> um, and the tick tick and the walk walk are named for the sounds they make which that seemed to be a prevailing thing with the Aswan is that you're going to hear some sounds where you're like are they getting closer and like yeah like that. yeah oh I can't imagine what the tick tick sounds like. I don't like it. Oh no. It's probably just a repetitive <laughs> tapping sound. Oh what? That would be Included horrifying. At least one personal account I could find on the internet at the end here. Oh Whoa. god. No. <laughs> uh in the nineteen sixties, Aswang appeared in the book. Creatures of the Philippines Lower Mythology by Maximos Ramos. Ramos? And there is a documentary called The Aswang Phenomenon. <laughs> Say that. Phenomenon. <laughs> Swang Phenomenon. Uh, which, it does look to be available on Prime Video, so we could try and watch it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like, it came out in the last couple of years. And then I have some theories and origins that I can find. Interesting. Some theorize that the calls of the Aswang are really just nocturnal bird calls. Bats, Tasmanian devils, and the Kagwong, which are an endangered species of flying lemur. Sorry. Oh, I love lemurs. Oh. Yes, and unfortunately, these have all been mistaken for Aswang and killed. No! Yeah. Oh. I don't like that either. Because also, like, bats. I'm sorry. Yeah. Were they really that much of a danger to you that you had to kill them? Right? They're, like, smaller than your head. Possibly the strangest theory, and I use that term tentatively, for the Aswang is that um, they could be simply the humans that are suffering from a rare genetic disease, which is called X-linked dystonia Parkinsonism, or XDP. Okay. The strange part is XDP almost exclusively affects Filipino men. Huh. So... I guess it would make sense if it came about in that region. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. I've never heard of that at all before. I only had in relation to this case. (laughs) Um, So the symptoms... Yeah, it's associated with Parkinson's. um, Which you might have inferred from the name. But the symptoms can include muscle spasms, contortions, rigidity, slow movement, and tremors. And some people have sort of asserted how the symptoms, when they've watched them, and the tremors can... I can't even say it. I'm sorry. I'm having a really hard time. (laughs) And I've literally heard this on... I, I think when they covered it on And That's Why We Drank, too. But, like, tremors, contortions you know, jerky movements, stuff like that. They're saying how, like, it can resemble things that they've seen that might resemble someone turning into an Oswong. The transformation, yes, of someone turning into an Oswong. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's interesting, especially, I think, because it almost exclusively affects Filipino men. Yeah. So that... Yeah, that's an interesting aspect, but it's still, it's not necessarily causation. No. Um, yeah, it does seem to come on when you're an adult. It's an adult onset and genetic disorder. So it's passed down through your family, comes on later in life. And the most female carriers are asymptomatic. Which I was like, wait, didn't we just say that most of them like to feel appear as female during the day? Oh. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> um, but also, I can see how people might latch onto things like that as an explanation. Maybe it's dark and you're seeing someone moving to, you know, and they're jerky and they're shuffling and... Because it could affect the way that you walked and your posture and things like that. Yeah. So maybe they could think that. But other than that, that's basically the Aswang. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, very cool. 
I I'm never pretty... heard of that before. No. Yeah. There are stories, like, honestly, I looked up some, but on, like, Reddit and stuff like that, and, and there's pretty creepy stories, but, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those where, like, maybe people want to check it out on their own and see if they find something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. That is the Oswong. <laughs> and that is this episode. Yes. Thanks Thank for listening. For <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> um, oh, and I might have mentioned in our last one, or I might have not, but our latest Patreon episode is out, and it is about the Warrens, and they are pretty fascinating. So yes. we had fun. Check it out on... Our links on our Instagram or on our website. Yeah. And subscribe and send us that five star review. Yes. If you can. If not, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. It all makes a friggin' difference. <laughs> yeah, it all adds up. It's like, hey, somebody's listening. <laughs> so. Yeah. And next week um, we're doing yeah. another back to an international true crime because we didn't do one for october so we're taking a trip to japan yeah we do like to do those yeah that can be fun because otherwise you might not stumble across cases that you might not <laughs> i don't know how else to put it i guess but you're like oh okay what what crazy things have happened in japan and then you yeah. start googling and then it's like holy shit yeah mine was definitely holy shit <laughs> <laughs> well that's yeah. always fun and that's always why i think we end up with uh five pages or yeah. you know <laughs> i think it's good to have an hour-long segment or whatever especially yeah. if it's interesting like it's like it always has been yeah but anyway Thanks for listening. Yes. And till next time. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>